another good theme tune and that one that you just heard right then was mine. Welcome back to Can Host the Podcast, episode nine. Episode nine. That's pretty impressive. The ninth time I've done this intro and every time I think I could have done better than I did, but this is what you're getting and you're used to it and you come back for more. So welcome to this week. We are Facebook Live. We can see people are already watching us, which is creepy, but we like it. It's like a good kind of creepy. Um, And we're really looking for some input tonight. So if you've got any comments as we're going, please send them through. I'll keep an eye on things. And if if you're saying anything negative about people like Beyonce, Destiny's Child or the Spice Girls, we'll block you. But otherwise, say whatever you like. No, you can be completely honest. Now, today's episode is a bit of a tribute to all of the iconic musicians out there who have really paved the way on the LGBTQI queer scene. We're going we're going to talk about the real classics that were out there, the absolute bangers that got people on the dance floor, but also some up and comings as well. We did bring in some fresh blood by fresh blood we're talking fresh but we've got a bit of a youngster without sounding patronizing on to educate us on people who we don't even know exist yet because their cds aren't available at jb hi-fi and all other good (laughs) musical outlets try to think of more but before we talk about this episode we will do a bit of a recap on the last one which was called can host fantasy in you here where we had the awesome lila lux and joel devro on and we spoke about um we spoke a lot about burlesque and um stepping out of your comfort zones and being in some photo shoots and stuff and it was such a good episode we got loads of listens and some really good feedback so Lila and Joel if you're listening and I know that you do because I know that every single person listens to this every single week thank you and also on the back of that if you were listening carefully towards the end of the last episode Lila told us about the bombshells we're doing and so bombshell burlesque we're doing an open day which took place yesterday and being a man of my word I stuck to it and you best believe that guys yesterday I did a thing I did two beginners burlesque classes yeah, oh, so, wow. yeah, I'm so into burlesquing right now. No, it was honestly probably the most fun thing I've done in a very long time. So keep an eye on their Facebook page and all of their socials because they did mention they've got a lot of fun classes coming up. If you were even considering it, please do. But that was last episode and we are here to talk about this episode, which we have called Can Host, We Salute You. And if you can't see me, which none of you can, I did just do a really cute salute as well. So wish this was visual um so we're going to be talking about as we mentioned earlier on some icons so if you are listening in on the facebook page and we might say something not so great about somebody that you love or we might not even mention the person that you love so jump on it on our facebook live page tell us who you want to hear about or give your thoughts make some musical recommendations as well because there are some people that aren't yet on my playlist which totally can be So before I start talking anymore, we are going to introduce our guests and we have three of them this week. So first up joining us, we have a bit of a Brisbane icon when it comes to DJs. Also one of the loveliest guys you'll meet and he's so excited to talk. DJ Les Smith. Hi, Les. Hi there. Are you so excited to be here? I'm almost wetting myself. We did actually notice that. Do you need a wet floor sign? No, I've got my tenor lady on. Ah, good for you. I sometimes need them just because I'm too lazy to go to the top. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Let's not talk about piss stuff on this episode. No, so glad you could make it. We've been talking since the very first, when this was um, an idea for a podcast, we were reaching out because we're going to talk about you on the music scene, but you do a lot more than that. You're like Bris Bears committee and stuff. Yeah, Bris Bears. I was on Pride for a while. I've done radio. Q News, and I'm based in IT. Right? And everyone loves an IT guy. Oh, well, only when things go wrong. Okay. <laughs> Guys, if things go wrong tonight, we've got something sorted, all right? Everyone turn to Les. Did you bring your equipment? No. Do you call it equipment in IT? You probably don't, do you? No. No, all right, cool. And then right next to me, looking beautiful in a yellow pattern shirt, we will share pictures like you so you can see how beautiful all our guests are. We've got... James Goldsworthy with us. Hello, hello. Hi. I would say it's more of a chartreuse, but you know, you do you really. <laughs> you know, that's fine. <laughs> no, we'll talk we, about that later. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take a public vote later on what yeah. the shirt is. Yeah. And I asked you on basically, as soon as I announced what this episode was and you announced your love for Gaga, mm. I was like, okay, we need to bring you on because you, I'm sure you do listen to some absolute classics, but you might have a bit of a fresh sense when we're talking about music. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there was a time when I was perhaps a little bit French vanilla. Um, now I'm more... Um, what's the one that's like pink chocolate and vanilla? Neapolitan, that's, that's what we call one. it in England. Is yeah, it called yeah, that here? Yeah. 
Haven't right. been there myself, um, but the ice cream's really great. Um, so that's really described my musical taste now. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You like to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's no stink flavours in there like Neapolitan ice cream. But you know, sometimes you get stuff like Capri's Roses and everyone leaves oh. that one flavour that's disgusting. In my family, it was always the coffee or the orange. Mm. Yeah. Neapol- Neapolitan ice cream, everyone's happy. Unless you're lactose intolerant and a vegan. Two things that well, I am actually, so I feel sick talking about this. Yeah, I should go too. Actually, see you later. No, stay, please. It's lovely to be, really be here. No, pl- honestly, it'd be really awkward if you leave. Will, will you stay? Just for the drama, I might go. Ah, sweet. All right, this is going to be a good one. And then joining us, what I really wanted to do this week is show a little bit of love to our family from Join the Adventure. So they will be joining us tonight. In case you you should know who Join the Adventure are if you listen to this episode, but they are basically the people that do all of the hard work. So myself and our guests every week talk into a microphone and then we leave, usually go downstairs, have a few drinks. And then miraculously, I usually wake up on a Wednesday and this episode is on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also Facebook page as well. And I don't do any of that stuff. It is the guys from Join the Adventure who I can't thank enough for making my podcasting dreams come true. So today we've got Jody from Join the Adventure joining us. Hi, how's it going? It's good. How are you going? Good, thanks. I bet if you could reach the controls, you would have given yourself a real like intro. Oh, pew, 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 pew. Good That's the R&B horn. Should have. Yeah. Me you know what? Your voice is absolutely enough. So you've got a bit of an important job tonight. We are going to talk to you a bit later on about how you've how we got you involved into this podcast. Right, The yes. things that you've learned. Things I've learned. But also, you're, we're going to talk to you about our music and you can tell us what you weird straight okay, people try. listen to. <gasps> is it just like heavy metal and things like that? boring. No, that wouldn't be boring, though, because okay. we like the connections. Okay. Yeah. Love it. I just imagine you just listen to the news and stuff. You straight oh, is, right? Well, I, do. I mean, I do. I do. But oh, no, I you should listen music. to the news. News is great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So... The reason why we're talking about music on this episode is we are falling in like in between. This is like gay Christmas. You know how at Christmas, everyone's excited. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Then things are a little bit boring. And then it's, oh, New Year's. So Mardi Gras just finished. As in, we record this on a Tuesday. Mardi Gras went up until Sunday. Oh, actually, I think the last party's finished about 8 o'clock yesterday morning. <laughs> See, I've never been. Oh, you've got to go. You're not a gay man unless you've been. Oh. God, I thought I did some other things that made me a gay man, but you know what? No, that's fine. That's all right. But yeah, so we are in between that. And then coming up this Sunday, right here where we sit right now, is Brisbane's Gay Christmas, Big Gay Day 2020. Mm. Yeah. So we thought this would be a really good time to talk because, you know, Mardi Gras, we just got Sam Smith. We got Dua Lipa. We got James. She's listening. We, uh, there was loads of, I mean, there was loads and loads of talent there. However, this coming Sunday, we've got Electric Fields, Kai Club, The Regime. We've got Can Host guest Ellen Reed Yay! is performing. Oh. We've got The Hustlers are here. We've got um, The Tritons and we've had guests of those here as well. We've got Being Jane Lane. So you might remember from um, Hair There and Everywhere, we had the awesome Louise. So she's performing on stage. Brendan, the boyfriend, is performing on stage. I'm hosting, and then we're finishing up with Mel C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, a.k.a. one of the loves of my life. So we thought, let's talk music. So before we move on to that so far, James, did you go to Mardi Gras? No, I'm not a gay man, so it's not really for me. But you've ever been? Hey, You've ever been? No, 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 I haven't. I'd like to go. Yeah. Uh, I've watched it on the television. I've move through the, the LCD screen, I've reached in, yep. haven't actually physically been there myself. Same. And are people shocked that you've not been? Because people are really surprised oh, that absolutely. I wasn't there this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got absolutely. A, got a few messages from friends this year saying, hey, whereabouts are you? And I was like, I'm, in, I'm at home. This weekend I was really boring. I painted clipboards for Big Gay Day. But yeah, I haven't been. But Les, you were there. You flew in, flew out, right? You FIFO'd, that's what they call I've, it. Yeah, FIFO'd. I've been to probably... Three quarters of all the Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. I had the honour to DJ at one of them in the um, pavilion that actually disappeared for this year, which upset a lot of people, the RHI. Uh, I was sandwiched between Tina Arena. Oh, yeah. And uh, Darren Hayes from Savage Garden. This year? No, this was in 2005. Oh, okay. And uh, Darren Hayes was just about wetting his pants. He was scared. Oh. oh, bless. It was, uh, it was actually really um, interesting, but um, it's a great party. You get everybody from all over the world, 
all over Australia mm. and you'd be surprised how many people from Brisbane you bump into. Yeah, well, I was watching people's Insta stories and Facebook stories, pretending I wasn't jealous, pretending I was doing something really cool instead, again, wasn't. But yeah, like you would see some of my friends that were there would just randomly bump into a, a, a Brisbaneite. And I was like, okay, mm. so as mm-hmm. much as there's so many people there, it's kind of a small world, isn't it, the world oh, we live in? it's very small. Yeah. <laughs> so then you went to, so what day were you at Mardi Gras? Um, I was down there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I uh-huh. went to an underwear party on uh, the <gasps> Wednesday night. Oh. Which was an interesting experience. Expl- tell us a little bit about it. The senses, like things that you saw. Um, the senses. I, I saw some very well endowed men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Extremely. Um, it was um, Sydney Harbour City Bears. It was their underwear party at uh, Arc, the iconic mm. Arc nightclub oh, I love down them. there. Shout out to the Harbour City Bears because they share this podcast every week and like, I'm oh, hoping awesome. that I can go and visit them and host something for them in 2020, 2021. If you're listening, please. Thank Love you. that. Carry on. Enough about me. Yep, back and, to you. And um, Thursday night I had a bit of a quiet one. Uh, actually went to bed early. Uh, Friday night I DJed at a pop-up bar called The Eagle and it was the final night for it, uh, Fetish Club. So uh, there was the smell of leather and rubber and God knows what <laughs> in the air. And then I um, sadly had to hatch, catch a plane first thing in the morning and fly up to Noosa and um, DJ at the Noosa River Festival. Nice. Rainbow River Festival. Yep. Representing Queensland. Oh, well and truly. Yep. So it was one extreme to the other. Awesome. And it was all fun. I bet. So you're rested, you're recovered. When's your next DJing gig here? Uh, my next gig will be KLM's mm-hmm. Menergy um, in two weeks' time on the 14th. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, the next one will be um, Thick and Juicy. Mm. Oh, I've been invited to that on Facebook. Oh, I you've got to come. You've got to come. Right. So as we've mentioned, you're a DJ, big on the scene. You've already told yep. us how busy you've been this week. One, um, every time we have spoken, we've always spoken about the history in Brisbane and you've been DJing for, we said earlier on, do you mind us saying how many years? No, I don't mind. 30, did we say 30s? Uh, no, it's actually longer than that. What? 38. That's weird because you're only 40, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, you had loads of really great input for this episode about the music and how the music scene has changed, how some songs are absolutely timeless. So first of all, tell us a little bit about that many years ago, what the music scene was like. In, in Brisbane, it was very, very commercial. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the, the very first club I played at uh, was The Terminus. Uh, and I replaced a DJ that was killed in a plane crash. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, he slammed into the mountainside of um, where one of the owners of the Terminus lived. Mm. Uh, down what? Just south of Like Brisbane. coincidence or? No, he was, he was actually shouldn't have been flying. He wasn't a fully qualified pilot. And unfortunately, he also killed one of the barmen oh, from wow. the Terminus at the time. Wow. It was quite sad. Yeah, um, definitely. I knew uh, one of the owners and they needed somebody to play some music on the following weekend. And Mm -hmm. I said, oh, yeah, I'll come in for the night. And I ended up working there 13 years. So the music was... It was was fun. Um, The music back then was... um, uh, I remember lots of stars on 45. um, Very commercial rock. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, really? And a lot of disco, a massive amount of disco. And it um, slowly changed. Uh, we started playing a lot of house, uh, and then we went to um, um, pretty much a, it's the start of electro. I think mm-hmm. uh, it was very, very different. The terminus itself was probably one of Brisbane's icons. Uh, the, Where the was club that? Itself, uh, just opposite the entrance to Brunswick Street Station on Brunswick Street. Oh, okay. Uh, you went down some stairs. It used to be a gay bar called the Silver Dollar, I think, before that. And I can't remember what it was prior to that. It, mm-hmm. The last I heard, it was a strip club. So I haven't been down there in a long time because I'm... You should come and see me when I'm on shift, I'll let you know. Oh, good. Are you one of the pole dancers? Yeah, of course. Oh, awesome. Wouldn't you want to see this? <laughs> so already what you've said is quite interesting. So you've already said, like... Um, the genre of music changed, but you mentioned disco, for instance, and also commercial music. So, and now we are going to come to this in a moment about what you would now put in one of your sets, but there were some, when we're talking about like the queer music scene, still some songs that are absolutely timeless. So we're talking about like, I Will Survive, a bit of Donna Summer. 
I will survive. I feel love. Um, one of the biggest hits of the 80s yeah. was a track by Gloria Gaynor, I Am What I Am. came yes. from the uh, stage play La Cage Faux, I think, from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was huge and I would say every drag queen in Brisbane cut their teeth on that particular uh, yeah. track. Yeah. They all had their own different interpretations of it. Mm. Uh, then there was a bit of American... Um, Oh, house, early house, I suppose. The likes of so many men, so little time. Then we had the infamous Divine, big, yes. big drag queen. Yeah. Um, she had a few hits. One of them was um, You Think You're a Man, Native Love. All of those, um, they were very big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana Ross, of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, another one that the drag queens used to do a lot mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Even with those, when you say used to do a lot of, even talking about divine, I am what I am. Um, I mean, you're living under a rock if you've never heard of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12 has just started. But I know Ginger Minj pre- um, performed I Am yes. I Am, which actually sung it at a big mm. awards thing. The All-Stars like, cast. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of, that show is making it a bit more commercial again. Mm. And a few people are thinking, oh, is this a new song? Or did you hear Ginger Minj's new, mm. new joint that's it's, out? That actually happens quite a lot. Yeah, I bet. Somebody will come up, oh, look, there's this new song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they say what it is, it's, well, actually, it's about 30 years old. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. So you'd see quite a lot of that, I would imagine. Mm. Like, I'm at an age being 35 now, back home in England, and I know I'm going a bit off subject now, we have this um, genre called Garage, which yes, everyone yeah. else will probably call Garage, but we say Garage where I'm from. And songs are now being re-released from when I was like 18. Well, actually, I was going to clubs when I was 16, but like between 16 and 20, hearing all these songs and now they're being done again. Like the last one was like, I can see my whole world changing, that song. Mm. And everyone here thinks that that's a brand new song, but we were bopping to that like 15 years ago. So you would see a lot of songs rehashed, mm. yeah? yeah they, they, they get rehashed sometimes with um, the original artist, and you'll find that um, producers or slash remixes, they'll, they'll get hold of it and they'll put in new bass lines mm-hmm. and um, uh, maybe samples from other tracks mm-hmm. and bring, breathe life back into a track. Yeah. Um, I've he- seen so many tracks that have um, maybe had 20 odd different versions of them over the years. Uh, a classic is um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax. Yeah, for sure. The amount of remixes that came out of that and they're still coming out mm-hmm. um, or somebody else gets in and covers it. Yeah. Um, but you also find a lot of the um, American circuit DJs, they'll get in and remix tracks uh, from 10, 12, um, 20 years ago yeah. and breathe new life into them and then you'll get some of the new up and coming artists will get hold of the copyright and yeah. they'll, they'll do their own take And on. a lot of samples as well, mm. yeah. Now, what are the um, real worldly conversations we had? And James, if you've got any questions, by the way, jump in. Um, Thank, you. Um, Thank you. One of the really early conversations we had when we spoke about this episode is you used to be known as, the, was it the Diva DJ? So let's talk a little bit about that because I think whenever, and Jody, you might have some input here, whenever people think about going to like t- traditional gay bars, gay clubs, a lot of people think the divas of the time. So we spoke about Diana Ross, obviously, um, Gloria Gaynor. We've also got some, you know, who are still, like, some real current artists. Like, you know, you would totally put Beyonce up there and Mariah. Um, but tell us a little bit about, so you were a resident here, for instance. Yep. Bit about the diva scene. So was it always in demand? Like, um, pretty much everybody always expected me to be playing, um, uh, very much hand, what, what's classed as handbag. Handbag music mm, is yeah. associated with the divas. Mm-hmm. Um, so people would come in and they'd know exactly what they were going to get, which I was quite happy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing with the divas is as soon as you get into playing a particular track, the hands go in the air, you'll yeah. start hearing people singing on the dance floor. Yeah. Um, it brings out the inner drag queen in mm-hmm. quite a few people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um, you'd be surprised at how you'll get some big butch man um, hair on his face, maybe even on a harness, and then all of a sudden he becomes a drag queen Mm -hmm. and can't stop. And is that good to see as a DJ? Oh, it's awesome. You you feed off the actual crowd. The the reaction from the dance floor is what Mm -hmm. drives you to keep going. Yeah. And... uh, Oh, 
Les, you shouldn't do death drops. Get back off and get onto the microphone. That's exactly what just happened. <laughs> now, what we might do actually is a really good time. I'm glad that happened. Um, James. So you've organised events before. I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. So some of the music we've already spoken about, a big mm. thing about events is obviously playlists and music. So some of the music we've already spoken about, um, any input from you? Like, are there any artists that you were raised listening to or you discovered? Later I enough? was raised on Bardo. I ah, was raised yeah. on a cassette tape of Bardo um, as well as probably a little bit of Cher. And when yeah. I say a little bit, I mean there was like... We had five albums in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of Shania. When I say a little bit, I mean we had both versions of Red. Uh, and Up was it the <laughs> Up was the Red version or whatever. Um, we had all of that. Um, me strutting around as a five-year-old yeah. in, uh, in my dad's partner's heels, you know, clocking about. Um, yeah, when it comes to fast forward, when it comes to events that I've done. Yeah, um, let's learn a little bit more about you. So tell us yeah, about yeah. your events, please. So I, thank you, Kim. Um, so I, oh, I am looking at you, thank you. Good if I could get some listening ears, thanks. Um, <laughs> so I ran Pastel Magazine for a little while. Um, that was a literary uh, publication that was really originally all about raising the profile of emerging young artists, poets and, yeah. and writers, um, but morphed into something that was celebrating queer culture uh, and young people performing queer culture and the way that they interpreted it, both in their writing, their visual art and their performance as well. So there was a physical publication and there was also uh, live events that happened as well. We would have interviews with with our talent as well as performance, both spoken and, you know, of a traditional sort of drag or mm-hmm. that sort of thing, burlesque and that. Um, and that burst... Uh, an all-stars spin-off as well, which was a lot of fun. Oh, um, and that was hosted by myself as Silverstone, uh, another little gal, that uh, another identity of mine. Um, she's currently on leave at the moment in the Diamond Dimension. Uh, <laughs> you know, but we'll, we'll see her soon. Um, she's got crime to fight when she comes back. But uh, <laughs> that was that was Pastel. And then from that, I also did uh, Paztel as well, which is a 4ZZZ show. Uh, and so that was all about... Uh, sitting down for 40 minutes or so with our talent Mm -hmm. um, and with our performers and whatnot and getting to know them on a more personal level um, and getting to know what their story was, um, who they were behind their writing, their their drag persona or whatever it might be. Uh, And so in both cases with Pastel, there was a lot of musical uh, input when it came to playlists for the show and for the live events as well. And I did try and theme it around the... Uh, the colour and the flavour of each issue Sweet. when it came to playlists. So each one was, there was a pink, purple and whatnot, and then there was All Stars, so it was metallic and that. So there really was a vibe when it came yeah. to the playlist. Um, in terms of artists specifically, uh, I wouldn't say that I sought out artists to, that really fit the theme. Okay. It would be more so that I'd be finding that vibe um, yeah. for the playlist. Um, so for example, our issue four was a fruity fruity issue, little orange um, fruit salad. And uh, the, I guess the flavour of that was very tropical. The wiggles. Very, yes, absolutely. High five. A yeah. um, little bit of um, the night garden as well. I just had uh, fruit salad and thought the yeah, wiggles. I was I trying to be Australian, guys. Sorry, I failed. failed. Well, I'm not from Australia, Same, so I didn't yeah. get that. Thanks very much. Uh, no, but it was, it was really on theme in that regard. Uh, and so when it came to doing... Uh, the, the last All Stars actually it was all about. Actually, that was more of like the pop diva sort yeah, of thing. Okay. So I was doing drag and sort of to do a little bit of a tongue in cheek reference to you know womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, there were quite a few women on the playlist, um, both woman and woman, uh, as well as the Halloween issue that we did as well. The last one, obviously, a little bit of a spooky mix there as well. Um, so yeah, I would say that um, it's really been about the flavour more so than the yeah. um, the product, okay. the artist. Oh, thanks. That was awesome. Mm. Mm. So now what we was as I said, we're between Mardi Gras, Big Gay Day. Let's have a little bit of a, um, we'll go, take it back a little bit. Um, Got various ages and backgrounds. In fact, Australian, New Zealand? New Zealand, that's right. So I said Australia, I'm from England. I'm not Australian. (laughs) Two Aussies, either side. Let's take it right back. The first single, like the first single and album you ever bought, because mine was obviously set me up for my musical taste in life. So, Les, we'll start with you. The first single I ever bought, um, wow, uh, Wings by the group, uh, the group Wings, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney and Wings. Um, 
I shut up and I think about it now. Mull of Kintyre. Oh. Very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. It was bagpipes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very different. Mm. And an LGBTQI icon instrument. Um, no, I don't know. I'm just we really well. <laughs> we love a bagpipe destroyer, don't we? Okay, album you've so keeping on theme for our icons here. Who? What would be your most played album to fit or single to fit the bill of this today's episode? Is there one album you go to and oh, you listen to it and you're like an, an album? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's actually a. From memory, it's a double album. Yeah. It uh, came out on vinyl in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, Donna Summer's Once Upon a Time. Mm. But the album itself was a story from the very start to the very end. And everything was mixed in on each, each um, side of the vinyl. So you'd have probably, I don't know, seven or eight tracks. They were, it, there was no break between them. They, it told this story the whole way through. And... I, I listened to that, I dread to think how many times. Yeah. She would have been my introduction to going to a nightclub. Yeah, okay, awesome. And it's a name I think, Donna Summer, not many people don't know who she is. So let's, let's pretend today we've got a Hall of Fame behind us. We're going to put her up on the wall. Donna, oh, we salute you. Love you, Donna. Donna. James, first single, first if, single or album that you remember owning. First album that was bought for me as a young'un uh, yeah. was the Britney Spears um, Ultimate Collection. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that came from a, a love of If You Seek Amy and Three at the I time. I remember that song being so naughty, like singing at the time. Oh. I, mean, I, was, I was allowed to swear. I was probably like 16, but I remember singing it being like, If You Seek yeah. Amy. I'm saying If You Seek Amy, I'm not swearing. Right? Absolutely. That was grade six for me. Yeah. Um, and so that was really that was really where it all started for me. I think there was a bit of a tie actually between that one and uh, Abba's also Abba's collection as well. So yeah. it was all about the collections. All I was taking it all at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, from that, I think that the album I've listened to the most, backtracking now, really diving deep into my Spotify playlist history. Um, I honestly, I, I I feel a deep shame. Um, not in the sense hey, that I'm deeply shameful, now. but I feel like it's coming from the pits of me. I didn't expect it to. <laughs> I think it's going to be art pop. Yeah. Well, and, and when you it's say... It's not a surprise. That's why I'm like, if you know me, you know that I'm just so predictable. But not a surprise because I know you're, I know you're a Lady Gaga fan and this is a great week to be a Gaga fan because new music came out. But art pop isn't one of her most celebrated albums, no, is it? No, no. Well, trust me to hit up the... Um, the wild dog of the collection. Oh, I liked you it. Know, but yeah, That's no, got I the claws on I it. I love a little bit of um, controversial you opinion. Want, you want, you want, you want That's yeah, from the album. Yeah, yeah, Sounded um, exactly like I just sang oh, it. Yep, hello, Christina. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> I'm a fan of Jewels and Drugs. Oh, yeah, that, that's a song, everyone. Everyone's like, is he okay? Yeah. Well, the Jewels, hello. Yeah. Um, the Drugs, hey, not today. Uh, no, never. Um, but, uh, you know, art pop. It's yeah. art, I feel like it's Same. art pop. And I think That's we're going to... Speaks to me. We're probably going to come back to Gaga before no, we sure go we too will. far. Because do you know what? I was actually expecting... Jodie, you're going to get your moment. But before <laughs> I come back at... Uh, we'll come back to what we're talking about right now. I was expecting... Because we got a lot... I got a lot of messages, Insta and Facebook, which we'll come to later on. And I was expecting to hear a lot about Britney. But is she not... I mean, I was... No. I've never really been one of those into the stereotypes. Like, no. Cher, nah, Madonna, not really too fast. Um, but Britney, I always felt, was really overrated and I really want... I, I would love this to blow up right now. I'm like, I'm a fan. But Britney, I was never... Fa- Are people still well, Britney in? She's under house arrest, isn't she, at the moment? So it's sort of more about getting her out more than celebrating makes, her tracks. That actually makes me like her a We've little bit more, more, to be honest. We've got a little bit more important work to do, yeah. haven't we, really, than bopping away to, um, you know, circus. <laughs> She's living a circus. All lies on me. Oh, yeah, no, that's... Oh, no, I'm going to want to sing every song we talk about tonight. All right, so I'll go, Jodie, then you. So, because being a gay boy. Um, just to mix things up a little bit, I do remember the first album I ever received was mm. Slam Jam, where the WWF then, now WWE wrestlers, all recorded songs... Die hard, Brett the Hitman Heart fan will be for the rest of my life. The Besser is, Besser was, Besser ever will be. But then things took a turn and my first CD was a song called Stay by Eternal, who were an English girl group, an R&B group, which happened to be my favourite genre until now. I love me some R&B. But that's then, I think, what then kind of introduced me to the girl bands, the R&B girl bands, because my, like, I loved myself some All Saints. Mm. 
favorite group of all time, apart from the Spice Girls, is Destiny's Child. Um, so I was always listening to those. So yeah, Sla- WrestleMania and Slam Jam are my first albums. And I, that was on tape, Eternal. And then my first CD album, sorry, was um, Spice by the Spice Girls, a little band you might have heard of. And if I'm talking about the most played albums, it would be of mine, anything Beyonce's, but probably Spice because I was 16 and it was literally the only thing that I would listen to. And if I ever have to be some, if, I've, if ever I'm thinking about time, I think their album went for something like 59 minutes. So when I used to think to myself, oh, that's an hour away. How long is an hour? I'd think, okay, I can listen to Spice and know every song in order and I know word for word. Right, Jodie, tell us a bit about you. This is a little bit scary, but the first one I remember getting was a single on a record. No, records are good. I had one. Did you? Yes. I want I've to got dance lots with some- of them. I want to dance oh, with somebody. I just, oh. Yeah. I had Cindy Lauper True Colours. What a beautiful oh. song, though. It makes me feel really old. But then no, I did not- have Kylie Minogue, Locomotion, on a cassette. Yeah. My first CD, I remember, was Frente, Accidentally mm-hmm. Kelly Street. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, I don't know that. That's a great song. Get out. I will, but there will be, <laughs> be no host, Jodie. No, no, I don't know. I'll listen to it, though. No, I'm going to listen to it. Will you really? No, do it. I promise. It's send fun. me the link. Though. It's a fun. Send me the link. Okay. I don't know how, but okay. <laughs> we'll work that out. Okay. But no, sorry. Yeah, first record, actually. I want to dance with somebody. I was born in 84. That might have come out, was it, what, 85, 86? Me. No, I was born in 84. You. And well, my dad bought it on it record and it scratched because I would dance so hard near the record player and they had to rebuy it. Oh, no. So, yeah, again... Totally a surprise when I came out. Whitney Houston, we're putting you up on the wall. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Whitney, she's in. Okay. Yes. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. So what we what I did throughout the week is I put a few um, little battles up on the Insta and the Facebook pages. So I'm going to tell you what they were in case you didn't see, but I know you follow it religiously. And we have a little talk about it. So the first one that I put up this week was... Hang on a second. I've got them written down here in order. Okay, so I did 80s Madonna versus 90s Kylie. Thoughts on that, Les? Who you would have voted for and why? 80s Madonna, probably, because um, Madonna's first lot of music that she brought out was very, to me, it was sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, Kylie's, mainly because she was on the um, production line of um, uh, Stock Aikman and Waterman. Yeah. It was just... Everything sounded very similar and it was, there was no um, long life in it. Yeah. It was, yep, we'll throw it out, they'll th- sell thousands and thousands and thousands of copies. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's got a new single, whereas Madonna, it was much more sophisticated. Some of mm-hmm. her early stuff, especially the um, uh, ones that had with the videos, like you think of Like a Virgin, the, how controversial that was mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, Vogue, it started a whole new dance trend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd go um, uh, between the two of them, I'd definitely go Madonna. Yeah, okay, sweet. Um, what I think is great about what you've just spoken about is um, now we're really lucky to have things like Netflix and YouTube on hand. You can now go back and look at how iconic that actually was. There's a, um, it's a documentary on Netflix, I think, and it takes you back to Madonna during those times and when she went on tour and how what her relationship was like with her dancers and stuff. And again, from in the 80s, being a real ally for the LGBTQI scene, she was really pushing boundaries there, which obviously worked for her because look where she is now. She's still going, but still does that. So I think that's what does make her iconic. Um, And we spoke another episode ages ago, we spoke about the TV show Pose, which is all about the ballroom scene. And voguing was a thing and it was, and huge and had a real big following, but then Madonna came out with Pose, uh, sorry, with Vogue, which then introduced it to a market that hadn't seen it before. So now I think what's great for us is we can go back and do a little bit more research and also now see that's what made that person so iconic because there are people now who um, don't really understand how important Madonna was to the, like, the, the queer scene. Oh, the and queer not many thing. people were doing mm-hmm. it back then. No one was brave enough to. She didn't. She just didn't give a damn. Yeah, she didn't care what anybody said. Yeah. She'd she'd say it how it was. Um, yeah, Kylie, to a degree, but I think she was a little bit more staid. It's only been the last maybe fifteen, twenty years she's gone right. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out there for the community. Whereas before, I yeah. think it was a bit of a constraint because the um, because of neighbours. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and being overly supportive of the um, LGBTQ community wasn't a thing. Whereas yeah. Madonna just didn't care. Yeah. She she if she thought somebody was being wronged, she'd tell them. Yeah. Thoughts, James? On Madonna. And or Kylie on, and or. On Madonna um, to begin. I mean, look, I can appreciate her mm-hmm. earlier work and her earlier persona and her, and her earlier efforts for the community and for the stage. Yeah. I think nowadays she may have left a lot of that um, same sense of um, kindness and compassion okay. and her mission behind and it's become a little bit more like I'm the diva, I'll say and do what I want um, and you know, take it or leave, which is great. Um, but, you know, turning up to your show hours late and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was five, five hours, hours late the late. other night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, and back ending that with, oh, I'm an ally, I'm a diva, you know, I'm here to support you, you're going to live for this anyway. Um, look, I think it's a bit arrogant, to be honest. Mm. But I think I do appreciate who she mm. was in the yeah. past. Um, and as for Kylie, I mean, Kylie... Kylie's a little bit of a legend, isn't she, really? You can't go wrong with Kylie. Jodie, what do you think? Because I'm very opinionated on this, to be honest. So you go first. <gasps> well, I love both, but old school both. Mm. Got to be honest, not a fan of either of them in the recent few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I love the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Golden was a move, wasn't it? Mm, loved it. Loved it back then. Not so much now. Who would no. you have voted for, 80s Madonna or 90s Kylie? Madonna. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. She was fun. Yeah, fun. And I think that my opinion, and I don't know, I, I can't even say it's an Australian thing because I, maybe I was just in that age bracket where I was just a little bit too young to appreciate Kylie. And I think the difference, and I know Madonna has been around before, but I think the difference with it is Madonna was really popular because of what she was doing, her messages, her film clips, her attitude and who she was standing up for where I think with Kylie, I've, my opinion is that people just of that, oh, I'm probably going to get hate for this, but just people liked her music. It was boppy. But I, was she doing stuff? Like, was she... She wasn't... Um, which you don't have to be. I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. I just think that... The no, she's, she was basically... Stock and Waterman used her as a production line. They made an awful lot of money out of her. They pushed out massive amounts of singles. Um... And the same with Jason Donovan. They were mm. sort of hand in hand after Neighbours. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as the community, she didn't really do very much. Mm-hmm. She, she appeared at a couple of the very early Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, and the gays loved her there. Yeah. But as far as getting out and uh, going for equality for us, um, she really yeah. didn't do a huge amount. Which you don't have to do, like. There's no pressure to have to do that. There's, I've just always been really surprised how Kylie is such an icon. No, that sounds awful. But, like, I, if someone gave me tickets to go and see her, and this is from an experience, I didn't go. And the reasons why I didn't go is because I am a huge, huge, huge Beyonce fan. And I remember Beyonce tickets came out. And Beyonce, again, like, she does a lot of charity work that she doesn't talk about, she doesn't need to. And I Mm. think that she's quite supportive of us. I like to believe she's an absolute saint. But if somebody who just kind of like Beyonce got Beyonce tickets to a concert and I missed out and I was on every single queue, I would hate that person and kind of hope they had a really bad time. So I was once offered Kylie tickets and didn't go for that reason. And people find it disgusting that I'm not that big a fan of hers. I've, I've been to a few Kylie concerts. I'm um, sure they're but great. the thing with the, the, the main thing I liked about the Kylie concerts, apart from the last one at Ceremony, mm-hmm. is the production. Okay, cool. It Which is, is fair enough. The production, the dancing. Um, there was even, um, uh, I'm not sure which tour it was, but one of the Wickhams. Ah. Dancers here was one of her dancers. Oh, wow. And he Amazing. danced around the world with her. Uh, that was probably maybe 15 years ago now, I suppose. It's probably not a hugely well-known fact these days. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, Kylie's productions were spot on. The, um, the way it, it all fell, it fell together was great. But yeah. the one she did at Cirame, it was very much a, a pared, pared back. It mm-hmm. was just her and a band, basically. Okay. So when we took this, I put this one just on our Facebook page and I was keeping an eye on the poll. So I'll tell you the results now. 80s Madonna versus 90s Kylie. 
Kylie got the most votes of 73%. Yes. That's right. Yeah? You down with that? That should be. All right. Next up, we were talking about what bop gets you on the dance floor. Um, and I kind of had a bit of a band slash duo theme with this one. So the two I put up was Stopped by the Spice Girls. It has movements. Absolute timeless classic. Versus Untouched by the Veronicas, which has got that violin intro that no one can ever forget. Thoughts? Who would you vote for? Oh, absolutely not the Veronicas. No? No. I mean, I'm sick of this being the gay anthem of Brisbane, to be honest with you. I think it's an anthem of Brisbane, like, or Australia. People love that. They love it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's just, it's it's great. It's fine. It's a good song. But they go nuts for it, don't they? Absolutely everyone does, yeah. It's wild. It's like some sort of sonic drug. I can't stand it. <laughs> you know, it's absolutely it? option A. I feel so untouched right now. I hope I get a recording contract <laughs> after this episode. You'll play it back. Like, it's, yeah, it's great. It is, it is a good song. Les? Um, I'm definitely not a Veronica's fan. Mm. I never have been. Oh, and Jesus. The thing I've found with the Veronica's, it's only been the last few years that they've actually come out and shown support. It's, yeah. all, it's almost been like um, everything they do mm-hmm. is to promote themselves. Okay. Uh, yes. Even when um, they went through all that drama a couple of years ago, it was all about them yeah. and, oh, look, let's go and support the gay and lesbian community. Uh, um, I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, I know they're Brisbane based, or not so much Brisbane based. One of them used to live just up here in McWhirter's. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm not a fan. Okay. So Spice Girls, Spice Girls, Jodie, you didn't know Untouched. You know Stop though, right? I absolutely do. You can say so Spice Girls (laughs) is unanimous here. Absolutely. Sweet. We'll just say with the Veronicas, um, Untouched was actually on my playlist I put together for my party the week I was leaving England, which makes me realise that's 10 years this year. I'm sure sure Untouched. That's 10 years. Happy anniversary. Thanks, babes. Yeah, this year. Um, 10 years. Um, I will say they were our headline act last year at Big Gay Day. They were. And they were... The nicest, like, I think I always felt, because I hosted last year, and as I went to meet them, I remember the stage manager, I'll go and say hi to the girls, and I was like, oh, no, they look really busy. They actually came out to me, introduced themselves, and just couldn't have been nicer, and just made time for absolutely everyone that came back. So I'm not saying you've got to like their music, but, um, yeah, they just left a really nice, warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart. Yeah. Mm. And I put them up against the Spice Girls because we will have Mel C here on Sunday, yeah. by the way. Just so, Yeah, so Spice Girls obviously won for us unanimously. I was a little bit worried watching this because on I was finding sometimes with Facebook who I wanted to win would often be in the lead. Um, then on Insta, which I guess is maybe a younger demographic. So it was really, really close the whole time. But when the poll closed, 56% people went with the Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes. well deserved. Girl power. Thanks, team. Spice up your lives. And then the last one I did, we were talking more about, um, I will say up and coming, these, both of these artists have got huge careers ahead of them, but we were talking about if someone did this episode in 10 years, oh, say 20 years time, like we've spoken about your Donna Summers, your Spice Girls, your Madonnas, um, who would probably, and it could be both of them, which I'm sure it will be, who is making a big impression at the moment is likely to go as an icon. So we had Janelle Monet, who I've loved for a very long time, versus Sam Smith. What do you reckon? Janelle. Yeah? Absolutely. As a musician, Janelle. Yeah. As a personality, Sam. Okay. I'd have to go Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of either of those. <laughs> Are you serious? Sam either of them. Smith. Oh. I saw the look in your eyes. Oh, I knew. Not, dead set. Who's Sam Smith? No, like... I'm he headlined Mardi Gras last weekend. Did. Oh. They did. What's he saying? Um, his latest oh, release is they? a cover of Donna they, Summer's they, I Feel they, Love. They. <laughs> they, yeah. Mm. Okay, what? Pronouns they. They. Yeah. You, uh, uh, when okay. we finish, when we switch off, I will show you Sam Smith and you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Even if you don't know okay. Sam Smith. Sam Smith would be on so many of our playlists. When we host events together and you put music yeah. on the background, we would totally have <gasps> Sam Smith songs. But then who's that other person? Janelle Monáe. She's great. Um, that's just the way you make me feel. I need to stop singing on this episode. People are going to tune out, unfollow, and everything. That's all right. Hey, that's why you we know, got you I on, you weird you straight person. <laughs> if it's not Guns and Roses, I don't know it. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, what we might do until we do our next episode, which is actually is only going to be on Sunday, we might put a few more battles up. I had a lot of fun watching. Yeah. But um, this did is kind of the um, result I was expecting it to be. Sam Smith with a fifty-eight percent lead. But we're not taking it away from any of the other people we put up against no. each other. They were just some names that I thought of. So. Les, what's the strangest thing you've ever done to get into a concert or 
to get something to do it for your idol? <laughs> well, in actual fact, it's something very odd that I did here. At the Wickham, um, we're recording at the Wickham. Yes, yeah. Uh, here at the Wickham, we had uh, we've had Tina Cousins perform here at the Wickham on yeah. several occasions. Now, Tina comes from your home country, uh, and I think she lives on a farm from memory. I interviewed her once Don't in her we gumboots. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and uh, she was staying down on the Gold Coast. She was in a bit of a mad rush to get up here, mm. and she came up to me about twenty minutes before she had to perform, and said, "Oh." I haven't got any knickers on. I forgot to put my knickers on and I can't go on stage because my dress is too short. So we had to find her some knickers so she could actually go on stage and perform. <laughs> and we found some yeah. boxer shorts that were yeah, being used by, um, I think it was a promotion for the Queensland AIDS Council, a brand new pair of boxer shorts. So she went on stage <laughs> with these boxer shorts. And representing, that's branding right there. <laughs> Love that. What would you do for Hello. Gaga? Unless you've got an existing story, what oh, would you do for Gaga? Look, I mean, she hasn't been down this way for a little while. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah. A lot of people skip Australia, don't they? They do. Yeah. They do, unfortunately. Look at you, Beyonce. Uh, mm, uh, I mean, call it wild. Call it what you want. I mean, I took two days off school sitting in front of Ticketek waiting for those tickets to drop. At the time, I forgot. Or, you know, time was uh, not quite the construct that I'd grasped at that point. Um, so time delay you know, yeah, between yeah, the sure. states and whatnot and announcements and that. I was like, I thought I'd just sit it out for 48 hours just in case I got on the wrong side of the time zone. Yeah. Um, and I did very well, actually. I did very well at the time. I was a little bit young, so I didn't really want to get in like the pit, you know, the monster pit. Yeah. Um, but I got some lovely little seated seats, um, which, you know, weren't seated as it turned out at all. I was on my feet. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that was a, call that a wild story. No, it is. You took no, two I, days off school. Like, that there, would get you in trouble. I sat there in front of that, that screen, refreshing my little fingers. I contracted t- carpal tunnel after that experience, <laughs> but I did feel, you have both a, wrists and feet. Did you have adult permission to skip school for two Absolutely, days? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, as you do. You, what a supportive family. You, you fabricate an illness and yeah. carry on, really, you know. Jodie, who is your ultimate perf- <gasps> musician? Ultimate. Bon Jovi. Okay, so what would you do or what have you done to get into yourself to a Bon Jovi gig oh, or I've a limited I've never been to a Bon Jovi gig. I'm probably too old, let's be honest. I don't want to stand up for a couple of hours. Too old. So o- I probably wouldn't go anymore. Do they still have seats like up yes, the Yes, if you go to like little, a stadium gig, yeah, of little, course. And I'm sure Bon Jovi have done Suncorp many a time. Those little white seats, oh, yeah. like barbecue seats they put out, it's a bit cute. <laughs> That's me. You're really sitting Bring your own. Yeah, yeah, a little fold you out. Can you do that? Just on the side <laughs> of the stage, just in the corner. Don't mind me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I go like hella fan if it's someone that I love and their music's coming out. Probably more so when I was younger. I remember I've always been, as I said, I was kind of set up with my first taste in music that I loved my R&B girl bands, mostly American, and I was obsessed with TLC back in the day. Mm. Um, fan mail was coming out on CD. Now, I live in a quiet town in Essex called Wickford and Wickford had this music store called Adrian's which I don't think is around oh it is around anymore there's still a shop um, but people used to the only way you could get music even in those days was to buy the CD and I remember the day fan mail came out which I think is maybe maybe it's like a Saturday back in England music used to come out waiting outside Adrian's about an hour before it opened because I was absolutely convinced that every single person that liked decent music was going to be queuing outside Adrian's to buy fan mail on CD. Guess how many people were in line? Yeah, it was me. But I did get a really cool limited edition case with a hologram on the front of them. So oh, like wow. their faces totally disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fan mail is one of my very... Um, regularly played albums now along with Crazy Sexy Cool and 3D TLC I love you and then um, yeah concert wise um, we're really lucky in England that pretty much everyone comes to England and to be honest if they did that over here I would have no shame doing the same thing so I've seen Destiny's Child in concert so so many times um if they were coming and doing and quite often artists will do three days at Wembley Arena or Earl's Court I would book every single date so I saw, I think Destiny's Child, I've seen maybe seven times. Yeah, I think it's seven. Because I would go to every time they were in London. And then Beyonce did the same thing when she came out of her Dangerously In Love tour. I didn't go to the B-Day tour, but then I went to um, I Am Sasha Fierce. And um, I've been here the rest of the time. So she only done the Mrs. Carter tour, which was great. But I would 
do that now. If Destiny's Child announced a reunion tour, which we were told they might do, and it was and it, and it wasn't coming to Australia, my annual leave that year would be to fly to wherever they're performing and be there every day and cry. Love cry. them. Yeah, no, they make me really emotional. Do they? Yeah, I do love myself and Destiny's Child, and always will. When they're together, getting emotional. No. Um, Shame you weren't here when Kelly Rowland was on. Yeah, well, I know. You didn't book me for Big Gay Day then, <laughs> Les. Oh, well, she was good. Yeah, I've heard. Thanks. <laughs> um, and also, oh, I had another story. Oh, and another thing that I've done. So this is uh, props to my old boss back in England, Paul. Um, the Spice Girls got together for their first reunion, 2008, I think it was. And um, he was a franchisee of a big company and used, we used to love, he used to love taking people to go and see shows like clients and things like that. And I remember him coming into work and was like, did you want to go and see the Spice Girls? And I was like, um, a million percent, I want to go and see the Spice Girls. And he's like, okay, I'll keep you posted and we'll go. Like, we'll, it'll be a company trip and we'll go. And then he called me one day and he was like, well, probably the same day or the next day. He was like, right, good news or bad news? I was like, bad news. I was like, we didn't get tickets to see the Spice Girls at the O2 Arena. And they, I think they had like more than five dates, but they're that loved back home, sold out. And then I was like, oh, okay. He's thinking, well, how is this a good story? Because I never actually saw the Spice Girls in there. I think, I even think today's a heyday. I love them, but I never saw them. And he was like, well, the good news is we've got tickets. Where do you think we're going? So I was thinking, okay, so not London. I was like, Manchester, no. Cardiff, no. I was like, oh my God, are we going to Dublin? No. We flew with a company called Maxjet, which were a business class airline from Stansted, London Stansted, to Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Stayed in the Mandalay Bay Hotel where they were performing <laughs> and watched the Spice Girls That's in crazy. Vegas and flew back, I think, the day after, the following day. Such Your a hard life. Yeah. Guess how much of that concert I remember. Mm. I got so drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, win in Vegas, I suppose. Yeah, I know. And I was Make so, so heartbroken, um, which I think is why when they came back with their reunion tour in the UK last year, I was like, they have to come and Mel B, a little bitch, saying, see you in February, Australia. They're not here. So we can now all collectively be mad at Victoria, Mel B, Victoria. Did I just say her? You did. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, I forgot my Spice Girls. <laughs> Mel B. M. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, the bitch. Yeah. Jerry. Oh. Um, but we can't be mad at Mel C because she's coming here on Sunday. What did, did Jerry do? Oh, I've just never. She left the first time. She broke all of our hearts. Elimination anyway. Yeah, she okay. broke all of our hearts. All right. all right, cool. So yeah, bless her. So yeah, that's how the Spice Girls shaped me and broke my heart this one time before. Cool. All right. So what we're going to do right now is I have put this. I've got. The, we've got this machine here that gives us random <laughs> things every now and again. There's an envelope with your names on it, James. Beautiful. Your name. Les, there's one for you. And I've got one here as well. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to open it and we are going to give you a minute to tell Jodie why... Don't open it yet. Oh, no, you can start, actually. They're stuck down pretty well. You've got to perform <laughs> something. To, you've got to tell Jodie why... Perform something? What was that? Or just that? do whatever you need to do. Like, you're... It can be a poem. I brought six costumes with me. Interesting. You need to convince Jodie that the people in each of our envelopes, if we were, if we had an award to give for the Can Host icon, who it would be? Am jo I going to know these people? Well, I don't know actually. Since you've <laughs> came on, let's rethink you next time. All right, James, you're going to go first. Am I? Oh, well, who that's do you funny, have? Isn't it? I wonder. Well, you told me these weren't rigged, but you know, I feel like the game is against. It, me. it was a machine, not me. me. It's not my handwriting. <laughs> Are you not the machine? No. All oh, right. Well, no. So what's a cybernetic thing sitting in front of me then? <laughs> no? Okay. Um, perhaps, a, perhaps a prop from Chromatica. Um, okay, well, we have Lady Gaga in this envelope. <gasps> what a shock. Yeah. What an okay. absolute surprise. I'm floored. So your time starts now. Well, look, I don't know who else would come into an awards ceremony in an egg um, and not be an icon, to be honest. I think we'd all like to reenact our birth. Um, and she's done it. So if that's something you're into. Um, I mean, look, Chromatica, the new album coming out. It's stunning. Uh, we love a theme. We love some little pieces from Michael Hill representing the little colours of the album. We love a little metallic token. Um, so if jewellery's your thing, she's your girl. Um, again, actually, with the meat dress there, I mm -hmm. mean, are you vegan? Do you love a little bit of a bite? Take a bite of that album and of that award-winning ceremony. Um, I mean, look, she's an icon. Why wouldn't you love her? Anyone that comes out of the floor at five foot wearing... Um, um, little little wings that look like they've styled from Showgirls, um, you know, Emporium. I mean, why not? Why not love? Why not love a resourceful, crafty queen uh, with a with a lot of um, talent? Really, capital T talent. Do I have to say anything? We all bloody know. Well, Lady Gaga's an icon. Doesn't I mean, you're straight, but you're not dumb. I mean, <laughs> Gaga's an absolute Hi. stunner. 
if you don't love her, that means you're out of time. I did oh. that noise myself. That wasn't even a sound effect. You love that. All right, we'll record it. All right, so that, that is, was Gaga. I remember everything James has said. Okay, it's yeah, stand up for pressure. her. I'm worried to open my envelope. I don't know who's in oh. mine. All right, Les, tell us who you got. I have Kylie. All right, and you go Shut live up. in... Two, one, go. Tell us why you love her. Oh, why I love her. She's uh, provided with me with ample amount of uh, music ammunition on all my dance floors, whether it be um, girly handbag right the way through to trance. She's had trance releases, but it really depends on the um, particular producers that are behind her. Um, she's very small. She became. She started basically as uh, the singing budgie. Everybody knew her as the singing budgie. And if you listen, I think you mentioned before about uh, the locomotion. locomotion. That was one of the worst, worst <laughs> releases ever. Thank you, Molly Meldrum. The production value of it was rubbish. You've got ten seconds. And that started Sell her it. off. So she's um, she's very supportive of the community now, especially uh, when it was coming up to uh, gay marriage. And um, I must admit, um, she's pretty. I'd pro- if I was straight, I'd probably <laughs> ask her out. Oh. Kylie, if you're listening, actually don't listen to the first part of the podcast because I think a few of us slammed you. But if you're listening now. <laughs> Yeah, but I think she's got a new boyfriend now. So. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah, All right. I know. So how are you feeling so far? Have you got yeah, a clear, don't tell us. Have you got a clear okay. winner in your head? Yes. All right, I'm about to open my envelope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Is what an absolute... Shut up, Jodie. Okay. You're, you're usually pressing the buttons and you don't have any effects because you're talking into a microphone. Don't really shut up, though. I love you. All right, I'm going to start. I've got... The Spice Girls. Oh, my God, I'm so surprised. Okay, so firstly, the Spice Girls were very inclusive and... No matter who listened to their music, you could want to be a Spice Girl and that was kind of okay. I was, I think, 12, 13 when their first album came out and all the boys in my school back in Essex would know the words to their songs. Um, One of the things very early on that they did, which I think was great, to become one on their album Spice, in in the album version it said, any deal that we endeavour, boys and girls look good together. And they were like, you know what, first of all... um, Jerry shouldn't be singing on this song. So they re-recorded it. And then on the single version and on all the film clips, it was Victoria saying, once again, if we endeavour, love will bring us back together. Because they thought, hey, boys and girls look good, but so do girls and girls and boys and boys. So already in 1996, they were flying the flag, always stayed quite relevant. They've got so many, you can go to any place in the world and there will be a um, Spice Girls tribute drag act. For instance, we've got one here, Spice Work. Um, even when they did their reunion this year, they had all the different houses. So there's like House of Baby, House of Ginger, which is quite relevant. Again, going back to Pose, the Vogue scene in the house, which I know is kind of the Spice Girls aren't that cool. And then even flashing back to now, Mel C has literally done a world tour of all of the Pride events. She's done them all. Um, agreed as soon as she was approached to come here for Big Gay Day, couldn't wait to do it and is bringing Sync the Pink as well. I basically love the Spice Girls. I wish I was a Spice Girl. So I think Spice Girl should be the icons and that's... Oh, bang on a minute. Thanks. <laughs> that's perfect spot on. Well done. Thanks, mate. All right. So do you need a second to think? You know what I need? Mm-hmm. I need you to give me a little line out of a song. I need, I need to hear it. All of us? Or? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, if we endeavour, love will bring us back together. Yeah, I love it. Right. Love it. Favourite Gaga line? Oh, God, that, that tidal wave of love just keeps brewing up in me. You know, it's too many to choose. Um, look, I love a bit of a, um, I love a bit of perfect illusion. To mm-hmm. be oh, that's a good How's song. it go? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, you should be listening. But anyway, um, it was a perfect illusion. It sounds exactly like that, actually. That's the um, backing vocal. Um, we love that. We were on that one, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I was, was actually. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah thanks yeah. for tuning in. Right, most iconic Kylie line. What do I have to do? You could even talk. Oh, yeah. Okay, I would try and sing it, but believe me, you'd all die. No, but you can talk it. What's her? Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, do, you don't have to sing, Les. If I there's a line that you think. As I'm the, a DJ, not a singer. All right. <laughs> But yeah, what what do I have to do? That was probably one of the biggest of her hits mm-hmm. uh, when she first started. Massive. Right, Jody, the pressure's on you. We've got three very opinionated people here. I've got an empty bottle next to me, which can be broken into a shank. But then these guys have probably got their own weapons. 
So Kylie, Gaga and the Spice Girls are standing in front of you. We paid before this episode to make it an award that said can host Icon 2020. They can be in the running again next year. Who knows? Who does it go to? It has to be the Spice Girls. (gasps) Go around. Thanks, guys. So that's official. (laughs) The Spice Girls, we love you. In fact, I just got a message from Mel C's manager saying because of that, she'd like to accept that award on Sunday. So we should make that award. I'm lying. They've not messaged me. But no, thanks for picking the Spice Girls. What a perfect plug. This Sunday, the night. 8th, Sunday the 8th. Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, I'm hosting. <laughs> Sunday the 8th of March, big gay day right here at the Wickham. We have so many important actors we've spoken about, so much going on, so many different areas. But Melanie C is our headline. But don't come here from the very beginning. Um, because we've got so many great acts on stage as well. Thank you to the Wickham for having us. Oh, sorry, one thing we did have a little bit of input from some of our listeners as well. And someone raised a really good point about how, because um, I said about some up and comings, and they said what they really love about the music scene now is you don't have to go searching for queer artists because it's just mainstream now. You don't have to go looking for someone. And they made some recommendations. So um, the song Queen from Perfume Genius's album Too Bright is a perfect example of this, and they named some lyrics. Um, it has been featured in the series finale of Miss a robot and the artist has had a number of songs featured in adverts which I think is really important and um, yeah, they also named some albums which I will actually list them and share because I actually listened to some of them today and they were great. Um, as always we will be back in a couple of weeks time but before that we will be recording backstage of Big Gay Day. We are the official Big Gay Day podcast. We'll get as many of our acts on the podcast as possible. If you're in the audience as well have a look for us. We'll be running around with microphones. You want to hear about how great your day is. As always follow us on our socials. Listen to this podcast with you are doing it you already have available wherever you get your podcasts from thanks for having us thanks to our guests i love you good night